Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 56. As I am here on a Sunday afternoon after a New York Rangers loss to the Boston Bruins. Now Sunday afternoon, that loss has kind of sunk in, and the realization for me that the New York Rangers are probably not going to win the division, which is pretty upsetting. The Carolina Hurricanes just don't lose, even when... You know, we look at the New Jersey Devils and pray that something good happens and they have a 2-0 lead and it gets blown and the Carolina Hurricanes come back and win that game and you just knew that the next game at 3 p.m., the Rangers versus Boston, was going to be one of those games where it just wasn't our day. And that's exactly what happened. So we're going to get into it. Obviously, it's actually we're we're not going to get into anything. I am going to get into it. Uh, Once again, Andy is... Uh, he has a an oral infection in his mouth, and uh, just let's just hope he gets better because uh, I don't I don't know what his status is other than that he is fine, but uh, he hopefully will find out exactly what it is and get some medication and have that cleared up as soon as possible. But um, until then, Andy, it's it's a you missed a couple. The, the last two podcasts that you miss have been solid ones to miss because it's tough. It's, it's tough right now. We're just itching for health. We're itching for the playoffs. So there's a lot to talk about. Um, so, all right. So here we go. Well, we'll first, actually, no, no, no. We'll, we'll get into the game first because there's some silver lining. Uh, there's some stuff to be concerned about for sure. But, you know, overall, the New York Rangers. Um, fell to a Boston Bruins team that is playing meaningful hockey. And, you know, if you look at the standings of where the Boston Bruins are right now, they are in a wild card spot. And, you know, if you're in the wild card spot right now and you're looking up at the two number one seeds, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers, you know, you got to, you know, for Boston, you kind of have to look at Tampa. And if you're Washington, uh, which will probably change tonight. But if you're Washington and Pittsburgh, you got to look be looking at each other and and say, all right, this is the team that we really need to beat in the standing because 
you know, Boston certainly does not want to play Carolina. I think they'd, you know, fare better chance against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that physical style can maybe slow those guys down. Whereas I think if they end up playing, uh, you know, the Florida Panthers or the Carolina Hurricanes, it's just a bad matchup for them. I mean, those two teams are clearly the best in the East. And, you know, if you can avoid one of those two teams in the first round, you know, then you give yourself an opportunity to at least win a round because those two teams just don't seem to lose. It's pretty incredible. Florida has won 13 in a row. Carolina, you know, 7-3 and at 0 in their last 10 games. They've won four in a row. So it's just, you know, you got to look at the Bruins and you say there's a team that's playing desperate hockey because I think they realize where they belong in the East. And I think they know they have a better chance of being a three seed rather than being a oh, first wild card or a second wild card. So, again, you go into the game knowing that, you know, they're going to be a little desperate. Now, the New York Rangers are 7-2-1 and one their last 10. Uh, they won a bunch of games. They've shut out a bunch of teams. They are due for a loss because they have a bunch of injuries, and that's just water finding its level. What is concerning with the New York Rangers is the amount of injuries that are now piling up. If the Rangers do not have cop, if they finally admit that Tyler Mott is not coming back, if Kako is pretty much wrapping up his career as a New York Ranger because he can't stay healthy for longer than 48 hours, then the New York Rangers really don't have a shot in the playoffs. They need their full lineup. They need to be fully healthy. They cannot afford to have no Heedle, no Kako, no Cop, no, um, you know, you know, they need to be healthy. And that, that's, that's where I'm getting at. It, because look at their lineup when they're not healthy. Yeah, you have Kreider, Zibanejad, and Frankie Vitrano, right? Fine first line. Even though Vitrano, I felt like he's taken a step back. I think the uh, excitement of being on a new team has kind of run, run, run its course. And now he's back in the grind of, uh, you know, just being a regular New York Ranger. You know, he, he needs to find the back of the net a little bit more. And, uh, you know, maybe get him on the power play so we can, you know, find, uh, you know, uh, find the back of the net and get him going again. Second line, Dryden Hunt, Ryan Strobe, Martemi Panarin. Now, it's amazing how much that line misses cop because Strom stinks when height, uh, when Dryden Hunt is there. Hunt is, listen, he's an energy guy. I appreciate his effort. He's great, but he's not a second liner and he just kills that line. It's pathetic. That line is absolutely pathetic with Hunt there. And, you know, I know they try hard and Panarin is of course a magician and can make anything happen and play on a line with anyone. But at the end of the day, when you have cop there and then you watch the next game where it's Dryden Hunt, you just scratch your head because boy, oh boy, what a difference that line is. And if that's the line we go into the playoffs with, get out the brooms because I don't think the Rangers win. You need more than one line. And I'm sorry, but Dryden Hunt just not going to get the job done on the second line. And I'm talking playoffs. If you want to say the course of a regular season, 10 games, yeah, the Rangers probably escape perfectly fine on skate. But we're talking about the NHL playoffs here where every team is going to be a fucking challenge and the New York Rangers really need to be completely healthy, especially their top six. So we need cop that second. Third line, Lafreniere, Goudreau and the goat. I'm sorry, but I, I listen, as much as I love the goat, he played seven minutes and thir- 43 seconds. It, it was an, it was awful. He's just, 
there's just nothing there. I feel bad. He's a big body. He can skate. He, I feel like he produces offensive chances sometimes, but they're never a threat. They're just, it's nothing. Like it, it just turns into mush. He could have a breakaway and you're just like, just dump the puck in because it's just nothing's ever going to get created with that kid. So he's a third line killer. And we have the fourth line. Lafreniere has been solid. I thought him and Barkley Goudreau are, are, are kind of workhorses. So they, they made that line go a little bit. They didn't get a ton of ice time under 14 minutes for the both of them. But, you know, for what that line was and sticking goat on there and, excuse me, having to play the Bruins. As you can tell with this podcast, I drink a lot of seltzer like all day long. And as soon as I get on here, I'm just hiccup central. So uh, excuse me for this being disgusting. All right. Fourth line for the New York Rangers was Kevin Rooney, McKegg, and Reeves. Listen, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I like Rooney. I think Rooney's going to be a fourth line guy come playoff time. I even like Reeves. I think he m- could be an odd man out if the Rangers really uh, kind of need a, a jump plug for offense. And, uh, you know, obviously he's not going to do it, but he certainly doesn't hurt us. McKegg is, he's done. It's just the McKegg experiment. Listen, I understand he's an NHL body. He's a NHL veteran. He's been around the block. He knows what it's like to be a professional hockey player. But for the New York Rangers to be successful in the next phase of this season, which is NHL playoffs, McKegg cannot be on the ice. There's got to be another option. You know, Goat and McKegg cannot be on our bottom six. And this is why we traded for depth. And, and this is where kind of like the silver lining for me is, you know, Drury realized that these guys, yeah, they work hard. Yes, you know, they are character guys and I'm sure they do all the right things and they listen to Gallant and try their best. But at the end of the day, Drury saw the writing on the wall. These guys are just not competitive at the next level. And if you want to be competitive in the playoffs, those guys are your extra men. And, you know, you got to have four lines that are deep that, you know, buy into a system and which the Rangers have. But listen, if we are going to be bug ridden with the injuries, it's just we don't have a shot. And, you know, we can probably win a couple games. And, you know, if Pittsburgh pulls off some miracle and, and can maybe win, maybe we can be competitive against Pittsburgh. But we're going to get the doors blown off against Washington if we are not healthy. You know, if we, you know, obviously we're either playing Pittsburgh or Washington. If we play Pittsburgh, I do think we can be competitive there with the lineup that we threw against Boston. But overall, I just don't see us being very competitive against the Washington Capitals. Another silver lining, though, it's this is not going to be all negative, all right? Taking a, you know, a page out of Andy's book. We're going to talk a little positivity here. Uh, and, you know, Frank actually brought it up and, you know, I, it's actually a very fair point, and I think one that deserves to be talked about. The Rangers had a shit lineup, and they didn't they didn't like back down from Boston. You know that they, they they played pretty well considering. I, I thought they kind of looked a little jumbled at times, but that's to be expected when you know you have injuries up and down your lineup, and your your top line is the only line that is probably comfortable playing with each other. And you know if if you kind of hone in on that line and throw Bergeron out there to kind of neutralize Zibanejad, then basically you're looking at, you know, three lines that are not comfortable playing with each other, three lines that have incompetent players playing on them in, you know, Hunt on the second line with Panarin and Strom and then Goat on the third line. And, 
McKegg on the fourth line, you know, overall, you look at that, you know, you look at that uh, lineup and, you know, if you're Boston, you got to be like, yeah, this lineup stinks. So we're going to, we're going to be fine here. And the Rangers, it was a three, one game. I mean, they were in it until the end. I thought that second goal was kind of, you know, bullshit on their, their end, you know, kind of just a breakdown. You cannot give up breakaways, especially to guys like Taylor Hall who was able to get it. I didn't think Igor had his best game. And, you know, unfortunately that's, you know, kind of how everything went, you know, it's, it sucks, but we lost three, one, we gave up 35 shots. You know, this is what's going to happen. You know, uh, we went one for three on the power play. If you maybe go two for three, it's a different story, but you know, Boston went over three. So, you know, special teams, I think was a wash on both ends the stats up and down the lineup, you know, we got a, uh, you know, we out hit them, but you know, they had a probably possession a little bit more. So that's pretty much even, I don't know, just, uh, you know, just wasn't the Rangers night. And, you know, you hope that we can just get healthy. And, you know, unfortunately this is, this is our biggest competition is our own health and it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, you know, looking at our defense, I thought Nemeth actually played a decent game uh, for our sixth defenseman. Again, Keandre Miller, solid. You know, all you know, Fox playing fucking over twenty five minutes. You know, just absolutely crazy. Uh, I hope Fox sits out one of these games just to give him an extra breather. Uh, you know, before we head into the playoffs, because he is going to have to play around twenty five minutes a game if we're going to be successful. And you know, we got to you know, get a lot of minutes out of, out of our top two pairings and, and hopefully Nemeth and Schneider can carry their weight or, or Braun, whoever they, uh, they see fit. Uh, you know, even if, you know, they want to dress Fox and just dress the extra defenseman, that might be big for them. We'll see, especially with so many forwards being hurt, maybe just dress the extra defenseman and limit Fox's minutes and, and everyone's minutes, you know, true buff Fox, uh, even Lindgren and Miller, uh, Let's see what we got out of the other guys and, you know, which Schneider, Braun and Nemeth to carry a little bit more of the load here as, you know, the season comes to an end and we have second place locked up, you know, so it is what it is. Uh, let's look at the standings, though, here. Of course, you know, fucking Carolina won again. Uh, they beat the Islanders. So with 80 games played, they have 112 points. The Rangers have 79 games. They have 108 points. Uh, barring some miracle. uh run by you know some sort of godlike being that can somehow get carolina to lose the last two games and we win when we went out then uh yeah we're not winning the uh the, the metro which sucks but again look where we are you got to be proud of that you got to be proud of what this team's been able to accomplish i think right now every ranger fan should be concerned about our injuries and you know i i think when andy gets back he'll kind of update us on it because the rangers are very tight-lipped about injuries in general and you know i want to hear the rumor bug uh well the rumor mill not the bug uh injury bug about the rumor mill the rumor mill about the injury bug that's what that's what we're going for so we'll see where we are hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. 
Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Talking about a little bit about Pittsburgh, I feel like the wheels are falling off for them. 80 games played, 101 points. Uh, Washington has 78 games, 99 points. So looks like Washington, New York Rangers, first round matchup. Um, Pittsburgh will be swept in the first round for sure. I don't know what the hell happened to them, but they stink. They they just flat out stink. Um, Washington's going to get a win tonight against the Maple Leafs. Um, here's just my analysis on the Atlantic. I I think Tampa Bay can handle Toronto pretty easily. Toronto's one of those teams where if you can go toe-to-toe with them and outscore them and outpace them, uh, Tampa can. Uh, I don't see them as being a long-term threat in a seven-game series. I just don't. I think they're a very good regular season team. But once again, I just I part of me, I just don't see the depth there. And I just don't see how um, you know, they're going to respond to these playoff teams and just you know, a team like Tampa Bay, who's won back-to-back Stanley Cups, obviously lost a lot of key pieces, but those are proven winners. They know how to win, uh, you know, even second round if they somehow beat Tampa. Because I do think, you know, that'll go, you know, six, seven games possibly. But uh, overall, I think Tampa will beat them. Uh, I think Tampa is the better team. Uh, and then they play Florida, and I think Florida will wipe the floor with them. I, I honestly don't even see them winning a game uh, against Flor- the Florida Panthers. I think. I think truthfully, and this is not even me being a homer, there's two and a half teams that I think can be competitive against Florida. Obviously, Carolina can. Um, you know, they're just a very good team, and they need to be healthy too. A healthy New York Rangers team, I think, can be very competitive against Florida. I think we can go toe to toe goaltending. Obviously, I think we have that scoring touch, and we have a lockdown uh, system where you know we could suffocate teams uh, using our speed and just you know our. our physical presence down low it'll be tough for sure but i definitely think we can beat them in a seven game series i do uh again like if it gets if it gets to that point and we are playing florida you know that's this is what we play for right this is exactly why we want to be in the playoffs so it'll be very interesting to see how the rangers come together come playoff time again if they're not healthy i just um there's I have zero hope for this team. They're going to have to, and a part of me is going to be pessimistic so I can hedge my bets, right? Everyone's going to be like, you're fucking crazy. Why you're so, you're so dramatic. This is insane. But at the same time, you know, if I'm proven wrong and I wear egg on my face, guess what? New York Rangers are in the second round of the playoffs. So, uh, and if I'm wrong, then I'm right. And, uh, I look like a genius and I know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's a win-win for me. Always hedge your emotions. See what else we got here. I haven't looked at the West standings in a while. I need to look at them right now. the The Western Conference is just a shit show. Again, Vegas on the outside looking in. I saw some articles. I don't read them because you click on them and they're just 
there's ads popping up. Like it's, I gotta be on like a computer. There's fucking ads popping up. There's a thing you subscribe, enter your email. You'll get a, this fucking article every other day. It's like, I know I just want to read the one article Can I please just read the one article without having 50 million things pop up and annoy me because then I just X out of the whole thing. I get out of the app. If it's Facebook, I just close Facebook and I'm done. I don't, I don't click it, but you know what? You got my click. So it all accounts, you'll get your ad revenue and that's how it works. But for the love of God, like just let me read the article. So I saw an article and it was basically saying how things are just not looking good for Eichel in, in uh, Vegas. And I have to say, like, talk about Captain Obvious. Things are not looking good for Eichel. Eichel's going to miss the playoffs once again. I mean, Vegas has 78 games played. They have 89 points. Dallas has, you know, 79 games played with 93 points. So potentially they're only back by two, but there's only three games left. And, you know, say what you want, but Dallas is fucking stepping up to the plate. Uh, They had... A big win yesterday against Seattle, 3-2, where they got two points. And, you know, LA, LA beat the Ducks 4-2. So they, they are kind of, you know, hanging around that third place uh, in the Pacific with 96 points with 80 games played. But overall, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, you look at Nashville, right? They have 78 games with 93 points. Uh, you know, they have the, you know, the four-point lead with the same amount of games played. There's hope, I think, more with, so with Dallas. But Nashville looks like they're, they're going to fucking get in. And this is crazy. You know, Vegas, you got four games left. 79, 80, 81, 80. Four games left, you have a possibility of eight points. Eight points would give you, let's say, four is 93, 97 points. Dallas just needs, you know, obviously two wins here. But I just don't know if, I really don't know if Vegas can do it. You know, Vegas has got to get on the winning end of some of these games here. And, you know, I know what they, I think they won their last game. Um, but no. Um, the New Jersey Devils, uh, I, I did want to touch on this and I didn't touch on it. Uh, I, well, I touched on it earlier in the uh, podcast. I got to stop touching this thing. Um, New Jersey Devils against the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe, maybe the biggest garbage move of an organization that I've seen in a while. Just, I honestly think they did it on purpose. That loss was so egregious that I really do think they did it on purpose. They knew that winning that game would only help the New York Rangers. It would only move them up. I don't even know where they are in the standings in terms of fucking draft drafting, but you know, you know, if you're the new, uh, yeah, they're 28th. If Philly wins, they can leapfrog them. So they're right there. They're trying to fucking lose to get better draft picks. They're trying to lose to fuck the New York Rangers. They could have won and helped us out, or at least we could have break, broke even on the day, but they didn't. They're a fucking bullshit organization, and I fucking can't stand them. They do nothing but annoy me. And it's not even like I hate them as a team, because there's a lot of things that I like. I just hate the organization. Like You look at NHL.com, and the top fucking bar, you see... Carolina 3-2 over the Devils in overtime. It's like, you piece of shits had 2 nothing lead, and you blew it. Like, come on. Like, be a professional hockey team. Close that game out. Have some pride. But you don't. You're losing for your draft, and, you know, you're losing on purpose to fuck the New York Rangers. And if that's not even the case, and I'm just being dramatic, well, then 
fuck off. You know, I'm upset about it. So be it. Uh, you know, I, I'm just so sick and tired of all this, uh, you know, you know, these fucking teams just not being able to close out a win when we need it. You know, come on now. Um, what else do we got? We spoke about the Rangers lines, you know, individual performances, you know, what can I say? I, you know, our, Artemi Panarin better hit a hundred points. You know, you look at Artemi Panarin and ever since he's been to the New York Rangers, there are not, I'm trying to think right now while I'm saying, talking right now, but so I'm going to say it. And if I'm wrong, I'll, well, maybe I'll come up with a person that is better, but name another athlete in New York, current athlete in New York that has a contract like Panarin that is living up to the hype. You know, I, the first things that come to my mind are Cole and DeGrom from the Mets and the Yankees. And you can even say Scherzer, who's getting a ton of money, and he's actually living up to the hype, but he's so new that doesn't really count that much. DeGrom is basically a borderline bust in terms of injuries. Uh, gr- unbelievable pitcher, but can't stay healthy. There's something voodoo going on in that kid's mind. And then you have Cole, who is making all that money, and he stinks. And the only reason he was relevant in the MLB, looks like, is because he got to use spider tack against all of his opponents. Now that that's taken away, he stinks. So he was a cheating um, SOB. I'm just trying to think. Durant, they look like they're going to get swept. Uh, you can put Kyrie in the same boat. They're getting swept. They're both irrelevant. I mean, if you're getting swept in the first round of the playoff, knock on wood that the Rangers don't because of those words will bite me in the ass. But with the hype given around the New Jersey Nets, or New Jersey, Brooklyn Nets, Durant and Kyrie busts, right, in this city. Absolute bust. Um, Lindor, until, you know, recently was a con- bust. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Knicks don't even have a player that I think you can even compare. Uh, Islanders, no. Uh, Devils, obviously, one of the worst organizations in, in all of sports. Um, I can't think of any. Giants, no. Jets, that's a joke. There's nothing. There's an absolutely nothing. And you can't count Buffalo because the Bills, you can maybe count Allen, but that's, that's not a real metro. That's not a metropolitan team. So, yeah, I, you know, you look at what Panarin was able to do and. Yeah, it, it's just unbelievable. I've never seen a guy make as much money as he's making, and you don't even think twice about it because he's been that good. And, you know, you can't wait. You know, hopefully 74 games played, he's going to end up hitting uh, hopefully 100 points. He's four points away from that, obviously. So we'll see. And, uh, you know, Mika Zibanejad, you know, I, I obviously want him to hit the 30-goal mark. He's got 29 goals and 51 assists with 80 points, 79 games right now. So, you know, it's great to see Mika, you know, hit the 30-goal mark. That would be huge. Uh, Chris Kreider, obviously, he hit the 50-goal mark not that long ago. It would be nice if he gets a couple more in the last couple games. Uh, the dream of getting 56 is, is I, personally, I think is dead. I'd like to see him hit 80 points and, you know, maybe 53 goals and, and notch a couple more assists. Uh, Adam Fox, uh, 11 goals, 61 assists. I mean, what can you say about him? He's just been unbelievable in a season where you even felt like he didn't even play that, like his best. You know, it's just, he's just a, 
one of the low key guys. Talk about like just a low key shows up every day and just does a you know an amazing job and is able to quarterback power plays and distribute the puck as well as he does and set people up for goals and his vision and his his brain is just it's unbelievable that we have this guy still. Um, Truba. He's going to hit 40 points, 10 goals, 30 assists, hopefully. Uh, he's got 28 assists on the season. Hopefully he hits 30 assists. 40 points on the year, that's much more than I expected out of Truba, especially over the last couple of seasons where he's kind of struggled on the offensive side. But I really do think that this has been by far his best season as a New York Ranger. Uh, he's making his contract seem worth it, obviously, in the long run. If you want a deeper team, you're going to have to shed some uh, salary somewhere. I think Truba's the odd man out just with uh, guys like Keandre Miller, uh, you know, can fulfill that kind of role as being a physical defenseman that, you know, has some offensive upside. And that's exactly what you, you kind of want. Uh, Alexis Lafreniere, 17 goals, 12 assists on the season so far, 76 games played. You know, he'll hit 30 points, hopefully, at the end of the year. Not what you expect, but he's 19 years old. Uh, he kind of came in with COVID. He came in on a team that does not really need him to produce offensively. If he's on Detroit or the Devils, I think you see him in the 50-point range for sure. And that's just the nature of the beast. He doesn't play the power play. He only gets a few minutes, maybe. Uh, as you can see right now, he's on the third line with fucking Julian Gauthier and, and Goudreau, which, you know, you're not going to get that much offensive opportunities, you know. and, and as far as you know as far as the future with him goes maybe this is a blessing in disguise where we can kind of sign these guys to a bridge which help, helps us put a, put us over the top but it is what it is um the last guy i kind of want to talk about is Ryan Strom hit he had 20 goals obviously the other night i i say obviously a lot this podcast he's got 20 goals that's a career high for him I can't stand the guy. I think he's the odd man out. Sign me up cop in a heartbeat. Uh, I'd rather have Heedle. Heedle's been looking actually pretty solid as, as of late. He just needs to now stay fucking healthy, of course. Uh, he starts playing good, and now he's hurt. Um, yeah, so Strom hit 20 goals. That's great. Not that impressive if you're playing with Panarin. 32 assists also on the year. Uh, he just annoys me. I don't really like the fact that I'm a Ryan Strom hater, but here I am. You know, there are Reinstrom haters that annoy me. I am not one of those ones that annoy myself. I just, I hate him. I feel like for other reasons, which are the exact same reasons why other people hate him. So I'm, I'm just all over the map right now with him. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's pull up the New York Rangers schedule and we'll end with that. You know, just, this could have been such a fun podcast if the Rangers were, if, Fucking the Devils be and Devils and the Islanders both fucking lost to you know help us out one time just be relevant you know be spoiler you you can't do that because you're brutal all right well we have Carolina so we can make up two of those points but we end the season with uh on what do we got? we got Tuesday Wednesday uh Friday Carolina Montreal. Washington. This is the last week of the regular season. Andy and I will be doing a podcast probably Wednesday before the Montreal game. Uh, we'll get the Carolina and then we'll 
by then, I think a lot of the things will be figured out. Actually, I, I, I take those words back. I don't think much will be figured out below us, but we'll, we'll know exactly where we are. We'll talk about home ice advantage, what that means in the playoffs. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the, the health of this team and going forward, and hopefully we get some updates on injuries, and we'll see if we're going to be resting some guys uh, against Carolina, uh, knowing that team can be a little bit physical, and, and you know, unless we throw everything at them and, and hopefully catch them off guard and get two points and, you know, try, try to close the gap. But I think at this point, um, they would have to go over and we'd have to win out for that to happen. I just, I just don't think that's worth it. I think there's a bigger picture here and that's the playoffs and that's getting healthy. So, all right. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully Andy is feeling better and we'll be on our, on the podcast, uh, this coming week on Wednesday. So, all right, everyone, uh, let's go Rangers. At this point, I don't care about winning games. I just want to stay healthy. So everyone, Andy, you need to get healthy. The Rangers need to get healthy. And, you know, we need to, uh, you know, get ready because the playoffs are literally right around the corner as this is the last week of the regular season. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.